and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is the stupidest things. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right. People ask what I do all day, and I just deal with stupid things. But the thing that I think is the stupidest of them all, and the most frustrating, is zoning regulation. Um, I'm not a political guy. That's actually not true at all. I'm very political. But regardless, um, I think that this is a topic that is not sexy, and no one wants to talk about it. And frankly, you're not going to win any, you know, elections by banging your fist on the table and saying, this is dumb, but it's dumb. Zoning commissions, fundamentally, and zoning planning and build, you know, commercial planning along those lines, I think fundamentally is, is one of those well-intentioned things that is very difficult for small business owners. Here's an example. Zoning commissions functionally come out of a problem when you have big urban development. So obviously, if you've got a city and there's a lot of people coming to the city and you're developing and you're trying to plan it out, you don't want large commercial, you know, pollution factories to be right next to playgrounds, right? Like you want to organize the city in such a way that you can kind of keep, you know, certain facilities, certain activities away from residential populations, right? For various reasons. So I don't blame the concept of zoning per se, as the real problem here. I think the problem is the way that it has been implemented and why, and the fact that there hasn't been exceptions for small businesses that has become the problem. We all know of Google and Apple and all of these amazing businesses that started out of their garage. And a bazillion small businesses are home businesses. They're businesses that people just do out of their home. And it's, by the way, in case you're curious, um, you can find that out for fact, because if you go and you look at the IRS filings for taxes for all of these places, they'll, they'll take a big portion of their house as business expenses, right? Which you can do legally, right? But here's the point. There's no exemption for size for a small business to run a business out of your home, right? So if you're running a business out of your home, that's a commercial activity and you need to be in a commercial space. Well, how does that apply to everyone, right? Does that apply to the little mom and pop shop who's she's knitting and he's selling them on Etsy, right? Like, does that, does that apply to them? Well, legally, yes. I was talking about this with my accountants because they were, we were just, who else do you talk about this with, right? It's not like there's a lot of people out there that are like, yeah, this is a huge problem for them, but it is, and they don't know it. So really, honestly, most of their clients run businesses out of their home. It's very common. If you're going to do that, if you're going to run a small business out of your home, that may or may not be legal. And you definitely have to get permission from the local zoning board. And not every zoning board is, has particularly easy or understandable rules about that. And there's a lot of great questions about if you're running a small business out of your home, does your home have to now comply with commercial business code, right, as far as building codes? Because that's, that's not going to happen. So there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle of zoning commissions that are a problem. And of course, the people that it hurts the most are the small businesses, and there's a lot of them. 
I propose, and frankly, eventually I might actually run for political office to specifically fix this issue because this is such a stupid issue. But I propose that businesses that make less than, I don't know, $2 million, that's an easy number, uh, do not have to comply with commercial, the commercial building zoning codes as far as that goes. You can own a small business up to $2 million in revenue. At $2 million in revenue, I feel like at that point, it's fine for you to have to get permission from the zoning code because you're at that point, you're large enough to potentially either comply with the codes or you may be able to move into a more appropriate space depending on your size and depending on your situations. But if you're a small business owner, you want to talk about regulations that get in the way of starting a small business and stupid hurdles that you have to get over to start a new business. The worst of them, and trust me, this, the, the free market is a cold place. Like It's hard enough to start a business and sell a product, but to comply with regulations and the business side, of, like the governmental imposed regulations, is the absolute worst part of it. It is so difficult to start a small business and comply with all of these rules. And half of them you don't know, and half of them are very difficult to find. And a bunch of them are state level, a bunch of them are federal level, a bunch of them are your local zoning commissions, your local people. So there's, there's rules and regulations for starting a business at every level of government. They are almost always bureaucratic in nature. They require forms and filings and inspections. And it's just, it's time and it's money and it just slows you down, and it just gets in your way. Now, I know what some people are going to say, and it's not an unreasonable concern, but what about bars and restaurants? People are just going to start them out of their homes, and that's unsanitary, and all those other good things. You know, I actually don't think that's a problem, because the health commission, actually, I think is the, the, the health inspectors are the ones that assign, um, and, and frankly, the people that run the liquor licenses, those people, at some level, can kind of act as a, as a bulwark against that problem, right? Because you end up having those people functionally help, you know, evaluate the space of the business and figure out if that's actually appropriate. And by the way, if you are making, I don't know, premix brownies and you're selling them online and they're premix brownies, you have to get a license to produce, right? You have to get a license to, to sell those. You should be able to do that out of your home as long as you can comply with all of the same health and safety standards as you would in any other commercial kitchen, right? I don't think that should necessarily you know, I don't, I don't think that should prevent you from being able to do that out of your home, right? And then there's the other side. Well, what about if you've got somebody who has got employees working out of their home, right? Does it have to be ADA compliant, right? Americans with Disabilities Act. Does it have to, um, how do you deal with bathroom codes for OSHA and fire codes and all those other things? Those are good points. However, if you are nine employees or less, you don't have to comply with any of those standards anyway. I mean, you should, and you should do your best, obviously do your best. But you don't like that. Those rules kick in with 10 employees or more. So at some level, it doesn't matter anyway. And if you're going to have more employees than that, for example, in your small home business, you have to comply with those because of OSHA, not because of the zoning commission. And you may ask yourself, Colin, why, do you, why are you so angry about this right now? And it's because I'm dealing with this right now. We're trying to move into a new workshop. We don't have more than 10 employees. We, we don't even have nine employees, right? We are a small business. We are a small company. We do less than $2 million in revenue. We shouldn't have to go through these absurd hoops to just run a business out of a garage. And you may say to yourself, well, why does it matter that much? Because having to rent a commercial space is expensive. Commercial property, even in like cheap areas, and we lived in a very cheap area with a lot of available commercial property. It was easily $4 a square foot, right? 
So you're talking about saying, okay, if you need someplace that's, I don't know, let's, a business like ours probably needs, you know, I'd say 1,400 square feet. That's, I mean, probably less than that, honestly, but let's say 1,400 square feet to, to be safe. 1,400 square feet means that we're dealing with rents in excess of what? $4 times 1,400 square feet. can't even do that math in my head, which is embarrassing because if I'm going to do a podcast, I should have those numbers off the top of my head. Anyway, we're talking about a lot of money. So the problem becomes you have a small business. If you have to go move into a commercial space when you're in your infancy to comply with all of the zoning commission rules, caught myself there. This is a family-friendly podcast. Then you're going to end up having to spend a ton of extra money to comply with that if you do that, or you're going to have to go through a ton of hoops to try to get yourself approved to run your small business, and that could take months, right? That could take a long time to do, and frankly, if you're, you know, zoning commission, and I'm not saying they all are, but if you do have a zoning commission that is a bunch of little tyrants, they just may say no because they don't like you, right? They can be vindictive. And I frankly, you know, not to get too you know, pro-America here, but it's as if we're a free country, right? I mean, I get why there are certain aspects of public policy that are designed to help create a more civil community, right? I'm not saying that we need to get rid of all regulations. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this particular instance is an area where the current rules and regulations are very prohibitive and very, very slanted against small businesses that are, in many ways, the lifeblood of a lot of communities. (sighs) It also gets complicated, and I don't necessarily know how this plays out, but it gets complicated if you're working from home, even for another company, right? I posed this question to a lawyer, and frankly, I don't know what is, I don't know if he's really qualified to discuss this, so I don't know if he has actually, if, if his thoughts were actually even remotely appropriate, but he brought, he thought it was an interesting point that had a lot of merit, which is, I think, general lawyers speak for, I don't know, and I don't really want to make a, an opinion on this, because I don't know, but he thought it was an interesting question which is if you are an employee of a company and you are working from home, are you doing commercial, are you using your residential place for commercial activity? Technically, I'd say yes. But the question is, is does it have to be retail commercial activity, right? Does it have to have a retail aspect? Does it have to be commercial to the public? Well, if it doesn't have to be commercial to the public, right? If it's just, if you're, not interacting with outside customers, if you're not dealing with any of that stuff, and so it does that exempt you from the zoning laws? Well, if that already is the case, it needs to be made more clear. Anyway, all of these particular areas are shrouded in a lot of gray, and they need to be very black and white and very clear, because this is an area where it penalizes and it hurts a lot of small businesses. It doesn't really help anybody. But here I am, shouting in the wind yet again. And I should say, I should caveat this. I have yet to interact with the current zoning board that I have to work with on this particular new project. So, for all I know, they are going to be very lovely, very cordial, very helpful people. It's entirely likely that they're that way. I live in a nice place with a lot of nice people. It's very possible that that's the case. I don't know. I'll keep you updated as I progress. However, I do think that this, regardless of the specific circumstances of this individual situation, the larger question stands that companies that are small businesses that are less than nine employees and are under $2 million in sales should not have to worry about zoning laws when they're getting started. I frankly think that those are reasonable. I think that's a very reasonable solution to the issue. (sighs) 
But no one cares about these kinds of topics. Nobody cares about this kind of stuff. Frankly, because nobody else, there's not a lot of small business owners. So, I digress. These are the kinds of things, by the way, when you're talking about, what would I have told someone when they're starting a small business? I would have told them that most of your job is this and very little of your job has anything to do with your product. <sighs> Which is sad because, you know, what a great way to kill your passion but to make it boring and terrible. Nothing like the government to really kill fun. Anyway, I digress. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in. Actually, not next week. Next week, we are going on vacation. Very excited about this. And who knows? Maybe I'll come back with a whole bunch of new ideas. I did last time. So... There will be no podcast next week. However, you can tune in the week after, Tuesdays and Thursdays, to be sure to get the new podcast. If you make sure to hit that subscribe bell and then the notifications bell, you will get notified when we do launch that new podcast uh, when we get back. So definitely check that out and make sure to do that. That'll be really helpful. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, accessory, anything we sell, uh, be sure to reach out to us on the main page of our website, murdycreative.co. You can also reach, reach us at Instagram and Facebook. You can DM us. We get a lot of DMs. A lot of them are spam, so sometimes it can be hard and sometimes requests get lost in the weeds. We're very sorry about that. Please be patient with us. And if you don't hear a response back in a couple of days, uh, the best way to reach out to us is our email, sales at murdycreative.co. You can also call us Monday through Friday, 5 or, sorry, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Don't call us at 5 a.m., please. 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, it is 414-434-9001. You can also text that number. So you can call or text 414-434-9001. That is our office line. If you don't get a hold of us, please leave us a voicemail. We'll be sure to get back to you as soon as we can. So we do appreciate your patience there. If you, have, if you want to leave a review for the company or for the podcast, please do so on whatever app you're listening on. Uh, reviews go a long way to help us grow our podcast. It helps us grow a long way to grow our community. So uh, definitely do so. You can go to murdycreative.co slash reviews. Um, there's, you can read all of our amazing reviews there. They're really wonderful. They keep us going. They're the light of my life. Um, but you can then leave us a good review by clicking the leave a good review button. It'll actually take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. And you can leave a review there. We like to use Facebook because it makes sure that we are, it helps you know that we're not just making them up. Um, with those reviews, obviously, if, you, if you're going to leave us a bad review, there's another button there that gets you in direct contact with us. Please, please, please give us an opportunity to make it right. It's really important to me that everyone is ha very happy with their product and very happy with their interaction with the company. If there's anything that's wrong or there's anything you don't like, reach out to us. We want to make it right. We really do. If you want to help us in another way, definitely word of mouth is the best form of advertising. So tell your friends, tell your family. Go to murdycreative.co in the top of the website. There's a login button. Click login. You can log in with just your email and uh, creating a password. That's all it needs. Uh, you get a loyalty point. So you get 5% back on every purchase you make on the website while you're logged in. So that's a great opportunity there. But also there's a little shareable link in the bottom left-hand corner in the rewards tab. When you click on that rewards tab and you get that shareable link, your friends and family get $5 off their first purchase and you get $5 off when, you when they make that purchase, your next door purchase. So that's a great way to share the company and it really helps us. So we're really happy to, to, to help you guys too. Uh, if you have any to podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always, always looking for new topics. So uh, definitely leave them in the comments below. Send us an email, get a hold of us, however is the best way for you. And uh, we'll be sure to talk about it if we can. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts. Uh, the bulk discounts start at a minimum order quantity of five. And that's five of one thing or five uh, or one of five things, right? We, it's just mix and match. It's based off of the total cart quantity. Those bulk discounts start at five um, and go up depending on the quantity you buy. You can ask about those at sales, S-A-L-E-S, at murdycreative.co. 
Alternatively, if you want to get a custom engraving with something, you know, special, as long as you've got the copyright permissions for it or it's public domain, um, all you need to do is reach out to us, salas at murdercreative.co, and make sure to attach that. We have no minimum order quantities for custom engravings. You can get just one if you want. So there's no minimum order quantity engravings. There's no setup fees. It's just a flat fee of $15. Um, it goes up a little bit depending on the size and complexity of the engraving, so keep that in mind, but normally they're about $15. And if you are one of those bulk discount people, the bulk discount applies also to that engraving fee as well. So it could be a lot less than that if you get a bunch. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day. And, have, and I guess I'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.